Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hello, everyone. It's the NFL Week 15 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. I got good news. I got bad news. The bad news, we have been eliminated from the $25,000 survivor pool. It's been a tough week trying to overcome this obstacle. If you listen to last week, I was debating debating between two different scenarios. One was taking the Dolphins in week 14 and then taking the Bills in week 16. The other was taking the Bills in week 16 and the Dolphins in, or sorry, the Bills in week 14, the Dolphins in week 16. Chose scenario A. I did get a lot of feedback in my DMs, people suggesting one way or the other, but it's pretty much split down the middle. Hindsight's 2020, but obviously we should have went with scenario B. The Bills won. The Dolphins did not. Uh, that was the worst game I've seen the Dolphins play all year. Even when the Dolphins lost to the 49ers a week before, they at least looked a lot better than they did there. It was one of those games we knew right from the very start it was dead. Three note on the opening drive. They were disconnected all game. Couldn't get any momentum going. Uh, so we were out. We finished tied for eighth, I think. Uh, so it was a $50 entry. Uh, we won 450 ish dollars. So, I mean, we won a couple hundred bucks. Not quite 25 grand, though. Uh, it hurts. Uh, it's going to hurt more depending on how these next few weeks go because we have the next three weeks picked out. Uh, this coming week, we're going to go Packers against Rams on Monday Night Football. Then we're going to go Bills against Bears. Well, actually, if we did the reverse, it would have been Dolphins against Packers week 16. And then it was uh, Buccaneers over Panthers week 17. So uh, I will be cheering for the Rams on Monday night this week to kind of soften the blow. Because then at least I'll know that I would have lost this week anyways. But if the next three weeks, if the picks that we would have had win, I will... Uh, I'll, I'll be in a pretty deep pit of sorrow, unfortunately. Um, the good news from last week is that I had a pretty good week betting. Uh, went 9-4. and four. Just bringing it up here. 9-4 and four for plus 4.22 units. Record-wise, I'm back over 500. I'm at 101-107 for minus 3.93 units. So we're still in the red, but we're a lot closer to getting back to being profitable than we were last week. Uh, so, of course, Gambler, the gambling god, uh, has made me shit the bed all season, but the bright side of it was that he was going to bless my Survivor picks. Now the opposite has happened. I lose in Survivor, but he blesses me with uh, a decent week of bets. And that includes Thursday Night Football. I had Raiders CLV. I had some uh, some closing line value on the Raiders on Thursday Night Football last week. So, closing spread was a 6.5. I got 5.5. So, the Rams score a late touchdown to go down... Uh, 16-10, I was like, oh, look at me being a smarty pants getting the opening number on a game, and it's still going to cash. And then Baker Mayfield goes 98 yards with his second day with the team to score a game-winning touchdown. Uh, and that's kind of way the luck, my luck has been with a lot of picks this season. Um, yeah, because I had minus 5.5, it was winner, and then that disappeared right in front of my face on one of the last plays of the game. But... Uh, still, uh, I guess between Sunday and Monday went nine and three, so nine and four overall. Still a very, very good week. Uh, let's keep it going. Uh, getting back to being in the black is still very much in the cards. Uh, we got to finish strong though. Four weeks left. 
Uh, can't really afford another losing week, really. Uh, so let's try to see if we can end on a positive note. So with all of that being said, yes, we are out uh, of Survivor. Uh, so there will not be a Survivor pick portion of the show. Uh, that one's going to stay with me for a little while. Uh, that one's going to sting. Going to think about that for a while. Um, yeah. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Should have taken the Bills and then saved Dolphins for uh, Week 16 against the Packers. But, hey, it's the way she goes. Sometimes she goes, sometimes she doesn't. Uh, but we have 16 games to bet on this week. No more bye weeks the rest of the season, so we're in the final stretch. We're uh, in the final grind. Let's dive into it. It is the NFL Week 15 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. Let's go. No, Lisa. The only monster here is the gambling monster that has enslaved your mother. I call him Gamblor, and it's time to snatch your mother from his neon claws. More bacon than the pan can handle. 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 All right, let's dive into it. Let's start with, uh, you know what? Why don't we, uh, we may as well, uh, we may as well start with Thursday Night Football. It's an NFC West battle between the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. And I grabbed the San Francisco 49ers minus three and a half at minus 105 in this spot. Uh, I don't really know how long this Brock Purdy train is going to last, but uh, just kind of for fun, I'm just going to keep riding it. Maybe he's going to start sucking and get benched by the end of the season. Maybe he's the next Tom Brady. Who knows? Uh, he has looked pretty good his first uh, game and a half, though, to be fair. Uh, I tend to think it's probably not going to end up being that good, and he's probably going to fall off, but it's fine. Brock Purdy's kind of a... A fun guy seems cheering for Mr. Irrelevant seems to be a fun thing. Already, you're seeing the people say call him Mr. Relevant, a cheeky little, you know, fun quip. Uh, but yeah, like of uh, the same reason, th- same thing I've said about the 49ers basically all season is that whoever plays quarterback, whether it's Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, Brock Purdy, it, it they don't need to do much because their defense is largely going to win the game for them. As long as they don't lose the game, they're going to be fine. Completely dominant defense. Uh, and there has been some holes exposed in Geno Smith's game. He's made some bad throws the past few weeks. Still completing a lot of passes, but some bad, bad, bad interceptions. Uh, so we might see a little bit of regression from them. Uh, we saw him struggling against a good pass defense last week when he took on the Panthers. Uh, and I was on the Panthers in that spot. Uh, and now he's taken on an even better pass defense in the 49ers. So I don't trust Seattle in this spot. Also, Geno Smith's worst game this season was in week two i think it was week two or week three against the 49ers uh, so i'll back san francisco minus three and a half year minus 105 and they will clinch the nfc west on thursday night football moving on to saturday's games yes we have three saturday games to watch this weekend uh colts vikings here i will take the colts plus four and a half minus 110 you gotta know you gotta you, you must have known this is gonna come I've been uh, screaming from the mountaintops that the Vikings are frauds. I still don't think the odds are adjusted are adjusted accordingly. They got their asses kicked by the Lions last week. I'll take the Colts at least to keep it close here, plus four and a half. The Colts actually, 
their offense has been bad. Their defense is still pretty good. Um, and actually, uh, the Vikings offense, who everyone thinks is going to be the most one of the more explosive in the NFL, only 19th in yards per play, 12th in points per play. Um, and the key to kind of shutting down that Vikings offense production, all the production they do have goes through Justin Jefferson and the Colts should be able to shut him down or at least slow him down. They've allowed only 5.9 yards per pass over the last three games. That ranks inside the top 10 of the NFL in that stretch. Uh, so the Colts might not win this game four and a half. I'll take it though. Let's hope it's uh let's hope it's at least close. Give me the Colts plus four and a half. I just think I need to fade the Vikings as we see uh, some regression to the mean from them. One game's not enough. Uh, so give me Colts plus four and a half here. Uh, Ravens-Browns. I got the Ravens at plus three. Minus 112 is the juice for this one. Uh, my strategy is simple. I've done it the past two weeks. Didn't work two weeks ago. It did work for me last week, though. I'm just going to keep fading the Browns until Deshaun Watson looks like the Deshaun Watson of old. Because through his first starts, he has sucked. Completed only 59.4% of passes, averaging only 5.3 yards per throw, one touchdown, two interceptions. I just can't bet on the Browns unless Deshaun Watson starts to look good. I know the Ravens, uh, obviously, Tyler Huntley is probably going to start again for them. He's definitely a step down from Lamar Jackson. Um, but the Ravens do kind of have the perfect recipe for slowing down the Browns' offense. Cleveland does rely on the run game, even with Deshaun Watson there. And the Ravens, uh, third in the NFL in opponent yards per carry this season, keeping teams just 3.8 yards per rush. So if the if the Ravens can run the ball, stop the Browns' offense from running the ball, limit its turnovers, Deshaun Watson looks bad again. Uh, we're not even taking the win out right. We got them plus three. Just a close game. I mean, I, I don't see the Browns running away with it. Unless Deshaun Watson comes out and looks like 2019 Deshaun Watson, then I'll reevaluate moving forward. But until that happens... I will fade him. I will fade the Cleveland Browns. Give me the Ravens plus three at minus 112. Let's go on to Dolphins-Bills. Now, as you know, a lot of the times I lock uh, these bets in. If I see a, what I think is a line that's going to move, I lock it in Sunday evening when they're released. Uh, and that includes for the Sunday night game. So, obviously, I had a lot of faith in the Dolphins uh, heading into Sunday night. So, I took the Dolphins at plus six and a half, minus 105 against the Bills, thinking the Dolphins were going to win big on Sunday night. And then the line was going to get smaller. That has uh, worked in my favor at times this season. That obviously did not work in my favor this time. Because I got a plus 6.5. They look like shit on Sunday Night Football. And then the line moved up to 7. Regardless, I like the Dolphins here. Because I think the narrative that I'm seeing all over the place. Oh, the Dolphins can't play in snow. Oh, you gotta fade the Dolphins this week. Oh, they had heaters on the sideline in Los Angeles last week. Who gives a shit? I think they're still going to be fine. These NFL stadiums, they got heaters all over the place. The stadiums are warm to begin with, with all those people there. It's Unless they're playing in the middle of the snowstorm, it's going to be fine, people. I will take the Dolphins. Getting the points here against the Bills. Uh, I, I'm trying not to overreact to these last two weeks. As much as I hate the Dolphins for what they did to me on Sunday night, making me lose $25,000, I'm trying. You got, I'm trying to have, you know... I'm not trying to overvalue the small sample size of two games. I'm trying to look for their season-long results. And their season-long results is this is a team that's sixth in the NFL in net yards per play, taking on a team that's third in net yards per play, and the spread is a touchdown. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to overreact. It's, it's a buy low spot on the Dolphins. 
Uh, I'm sure they'll break my heart again, but I will take Miami plus 6.5 at minus 105 against the Buffalo Bills. Moving on to a rematch of the Week 1 game between the New Orleans Saints and the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, It always makes me feel sick to my stomach when I take the Saints against my Falcons, but that is exactly what I'm going to do uh, in this spot because the Saints, statistically, and I say it week in and week out, are much better than what their record indicates. Uh, There are only three of uh, teams in the top 10 in net yards per play who are not currently in a playoff spot, and the highest ranking of those teams is the Saints, who are seventh in net yards per play. Uh, Their turnover margin absolutely sucks. That has what co- is what cost in the season, and it's a shame for Saints fans. I mean, not a shame for me. I, I like the fact that the Saints are last in the worst division in football. Uh, but this is a very winnable division, and if they just had a better turnover margin, they would be they'd be winning the division, I think, comfortably right now. But regardless, they move the ball really well. They prevent the other team from doing so. And this is Desmond Ritter's first start as a Falcon. I hope he does well. Uh, but I can't bet on a rookie making his first career start all the way in week 15. That's pretty late in the season um, for them to start a rookie quarterback. I mean, I am glad they're doing it because I think even though we're like one game back from the Buccaneers and the NFC South, we're not making playoffs. And if we do, we're going to get our asses kicked in the first round. So Marcus Mariota did fine at times, but he's clearly not the answer. So you have four weeks left in the season. Let the rookie play and see what we get from him before we decide what to do in the offseason. So I like the move. Uh, but I don't like it enough for me to bet on Desmond Ritter. I think he is being a little bit overrated by the Falcons fan base, but I hope I'm wrong. I hope he comes out uh, and looks like Matt Ryan. So the prime Matt Ryan, obviously not current day Matt Ryan. So with all that being said, I will take the New Orleans Saints minus three and a half, minus 105 against my Falcons. Bears and Eagles. I'll take the Bears plus nine in this spot. Uh, I've been preaching this all season, but the Eagles have a weakness. It is in their defense, and it is their inability to stop the run. 24th in opponent yards per carry. They're allowing 4.7 yards per rush, 4.9 yards per rush over their last three games. And now they have to take on what is basically the final boss of rushing attacks. The Bears lead the NFL in rush play percentage. They run the ball on 58.63% of plays. They also lead the NFL in yards per carry. Averaging 5.4 yards per rush. So they run the ball more than any other team. And they run the ball better than any other team. They can attack this perceived Eagles weakness in their defense. Now if the Eagles completely shut down the Bears offense. I will buy in on them winning the Super Bowl. But this is a huge test for them. It says it seems weird to say that about the Chicago Bears. But from a stylistic standpoint. This is a big test for the Eagles. Or at least the Eagles defense. So with the spread all the way up at 9 points, I will take a shot on the Chicago Bears plus 9, minus 110 against the Eagles. Jets-Lions. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know what way I'm going here. Give me the J-E-T-S Jets, 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 Jets. Minus 1, minus 105 against the Detroit Lions. Pretty simple here, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, arguably the best defense in the NFL taken on a team that has probably the worst defense in the NFL. I mean, if we just look at the basics, if we just look at opponent yards per play, the Lions are dead last in the NFL in opponent yards per play. The Jets are second in the NFL in opponent yards per play. As a season average, the Jets are allowing 1.4 fewer yards per play than the Detroit Lions. 
That is a significant difference when you're looking at big, a big sample size um, of this many games so far. So uh, the Lions, I will say as a whole, do have the better offense. I'm not going to say that they don't. Um, but the gap between the two offenses is much, much, much smaller than the gap between the two defenses. So I will take the New York Jets minus one, minus 105 against the Detroit Lions. Moving on, we got the Cowboys and the Jaguars, which is sneakily a very intriguing game. Both the Jaguars are like the Lions of the AFC, where they can go on a little run here and backdoor get into the playoffs. But uh, they almost have to beat and have to upset the Cowboys. Now, the spread might be a little bit smaller than he thought it would be. I think it's five and a half. Uh which I wanted to take the Jets, but looking at the spread, I actually think the spread is set right. So when I think the spread is set at the right number, I look to the total. And on the total, I'm going to take the over over 47.5 minus 109 here. Uh, I can't trust the Jaguars' defense. That's why I can't take them on the spread at the current number. They've given up six yards per play over their last three games. They're 29th in third down defense, 26th in red zone defense. So with that being said, I'll take the over because I do not trust the Jaguars' defense. I do trust the Jaguars' offense, though. And I know the Cowboys' defense is very good. You might think they're going to shut down the Jaguars' offense, but let's not forget the biggest strength of the Cowboys' defense is their ability to uh, rush the passer. One of the best, actually, the best pass rush in the NFL. But pass protection is a strength of the Jaguars. They're fifth in the NFL in QB sacked percentage. Trevor Lawrence is getting sacked in only 4.74% of his dropbacks both offenses rank in the top half and third down conversion rate the cowboys also have a top five red zone offense i will take the over 47 and a half at minus 109 between the cowboys and the jaguars uh then we have the panthers against the steelers and i will take the panthers minus two it's something i said last week and they kind of proved it against the seahawks this panthers seems actually not as bad as you might think which sounds kind of crazy to say but they actually aren't that bad uh, specifically their defense. Their offense is atrocious, but their defense is very, very good. 12th in opponent yards per play. Their pass defense is very good. You look at net yards per play, the Panthers are 17th. The Steelers are 31st. Uh, so with it, only, with it only being a two-point spread with the Panthers being home, so probably neutral side is probably a pick em. Uh, I don't think the I don't think these two, two teams are equal. I actually think the Panthers are the better team. Steelers are certainly better coached, but overall... Uh, the defense of the Panthers is what makes the difference here in the spot. So I'll take the Carolina Panthers minus two, minus 110 at home to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we got the Chiefs and the Texans. Uh, I would set the spread right at 14. And when I uh, went to go bet this game, that is actually where the spread was at. Let me double check to see if it is still there. Uh, Chiefs and Texans. Is it not up? They take this line down. Oh, no, there it is. 14. It is still at 14. If you're listening to this later in the week, if it dips below 14, I would recommend you take the Chiefs. If it dips above 14, I would recommend you take the Texans. But at 14, that's exactly where I have the number set as well. So I'm going to look to the total instead. And I'm going to take under 49 and a half. Uh, and a big reason why is a big reason why I took the Texans to cover against the Cowboys last weekend. It's because their defense actually isn't terrible. I'm not saying they're good, but they're not bad, and they're good in a couple of key areas. 16th in opponent third down conversion rate, 7th in red zone defense. So if they can slow down the Chiefs' offense and hold them to field goals on occasion instead of touchdowns, that's going to contribute to an under. And also the Texans' offense is terrible. I think the Texans' offense is the worst in the NFL, so I don't trust them to score enough points at all to contribute to this total. 
Uh, so uh, surprised the total is all the way up at 49 and a half. I will take the under 49 and a half between the Chiefs and the Texans. And that does it for the Thursday, Saturday, and early afternoon slate on Sunday. Let's take a quick break and then we'll come back to break down the final five games, give you my five best bets for the entire week and my teaser play. Be right back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, let's keep it going. We got the Patriots and the Raiders. I took the Patriots on the money line. Minus 105 in this spot. I think the Patriots defense is going to be the difference maker in this one. And we've seen it all year. Is the reason why I bet on the Patriots on Monday Night Football against the Cardinals is that the Patriots can beat bad teams, but they're going to struggle. Actually, even more specifically, I should say, their offense can score against bad defenses. Their offenses can't do jack shit against good defenses. So uh, the Raiders, one of the worst defenses in the NFL. The Patriots' offense should be able to move the ball, and I trust their defense uh, to be able to slow down uh, the Raiders' offense. And the Raiders, uh, it's got to be backbreaker losing the Rams on Thursday night, 98 yards by Baker Mayfield. So... Obviously, I, I hate playing armchair psychologists and trying to figure out, uh, you know, motivation factor and things like that. But uh, that's that's a backbreaker last week by the Raiders. So I think I think the Patriots, I think Bill Belichick can get this done. I think their defense is going to because their defense is still their defense is like a top eight unit right now in the NFL. Not many people are talking about it, their defense has been very, very, very good. I think they can slow down the Raiders' offense enough to, to get them to win here. So I'll go Patriots minus 105 against the Raiders there. And then I got my Moneyline underdog of the week. I'll take the Cardinals plus 126 against the Broncos. I'm going to trust Colt McCoy. He's obviously no Kyler Murray. I do trust him in this matchup, and I am banking on Russell Wilson not playing. That looked like a pretty nasty concussion last week. Uh, and the Broncos' season is over. They don't have any reason to rush Russell Wilson back unless Russell Wilson demands to come back to play, which is certainly a possibility. But if they go with Brett Ripien, uh, that's bad news for the Broncos. Uh, in his career, he has completed only 57.3% of his passes, uh, three touchdowns, six interceptions. Uh, he is one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL, uh, starter or backup. I would take Colt McCoy any day of the week over Brett Ripien, and that's basically what this bet comes down to. I know the Denver defense is obviously a lot better than the Arizona defense, uh, but like, I have to lock these bets in before I record uh, the weekly podcast. From what I'm reading, I my guess is that Russell Wilson doesn't play. If he does play, I'm not going to like this bet as much. Uh, but it is what it is. I'm going to gamble on Brett Ripien playing, and there's no chance in hell I'm going to be betting on Brett Ripien. So give me the Cardinals plus 126 against the Denver Broncos. And also, by the way, the Denver Broncos. Uh, I if hey, if you've listened to this, you know how much I bet on the Broncos. This season, because I was like, well, their defense is so good. Their offense only needs to score a little bit. Maybe this is the week they do it. They didn't do it, didn't do it, didn't do it, didn't do it, didn't, didn't do it. I finally got off betting on the Broncos. And, of course, now they've covered the spread in two straight weeks. So, good riddance. Uh, of course. Especially against the Chiefs. I was on the Chiefs, and they're up 27 nothing, and then blew it. Uh, still won, but, of course, didn't cover. 
regardless, I digress. Give me the Cardinals plus 126 against the Broncos, which leads me to the Bengals against the Buccaneers. I'll take the Bengals minus three and a half, minus 105 here. I keep saying it. People don't believe me. I'm still hearing people say, oh, watch out for the Buccaneers. They're probably going to win the NFC South. Tom Brady in the playoffs. Who knows? A home game uh, in the first round of the playoffs. Watch out. Could happen. Who knows? No. This team stinks. Tom Brady's done. At least in Tampa Bay. Uh, I know it's not all his fault. Uh, I know Todd Bowles has been a terrible uh, head coach. Byron Leftwich, who used to be a hot candidate for offensive coordinator. He stinks. Um, but Tom Brady has still not looked like himself. He's, he is missing some throws out there. Uh, the Buccaneers are done. They're dead. I actually don't think they win in the NFC South. I actually think they'd blow it. Actually, right now, if I'd have bet on a team to win the NFC South, it'd actually be the Panthers somehow. So minus three and a half for the Bengals. I will take that all day. Uh, the Buccaneers, once again, they, we're all, we all have Tom Brady PTSD. We all think he's just going to start playing like old Tom Brady and going to run. It ain't happening. Give me Bengals minus three and a half, minus 105. And then the Titans and the Chargers here, and I will take the over 46. I think this is a game between two teams whose records are way better than what they deserve. Um, so I don't really know what to do because I can't fade both of them. Uh, so instead, I will fade what I think is the worst part of both teams, which is the defenses. So I will take the over 46 here. Uh, bottom 10 in opponent yards per play over their last three games, both teams are. Titans have been particularly bad. They have given up 6.3 yards per play over their last three games. The Titans defense has given up 8.5 yards per pass attempt over their last three games. That is the second worst mark in the NFL, and that's not good considering they now face Justin Herbert and the Chargers, who lead the NFL in pass play percentage. Nobody throws the ball more in the Chargers. And on the flip side of things, the Char the Titans should be able to run the ball all over a Chargers defense that still ranks last in opponent yards per play. So we have two offensive strengths going up against two defensive weaknesses. Chargers throw the ball a ton. Titans can't stop the pass. Titans run the ball a ton. Chargers can't stop the run. So give me the over 46 between the Titans and Chargers, which brings me to Giants and Commanders. And I will let you know, I do not have very uh, much analytics. This is a complete, this is a revenge spot. Not for the Giants, not for the Commanders. This is a revenge spot for me. As you might remember, two weeks ago, I took the over 40 and a half between the Giants and Commanders. 2020 tied, went into overtime and then it ended in a 2020 tie. No, no, neither team scored. They just won score in overtime. Someone just had to win the game, and I would have won my bet, but no. Zero points in overtime, ended in a 2020 tie. I lost my over 40 and a half. So now the, the total is down one point. So the total is now 39 and a half. Just give me the fucking over again. This is like uh, this is like when you like play a hand of blackjack, and it's like you have like a 20, and the dealer like turns a six, and you're like, oh, I've won this bet. And then they go like, uh, and then they go a five, and then a ten. They get twenty-one. You lose. You lose a hand of blackjack. You statistically, mathematically, should have won like nine and a half times out of ten. That's how I feel. Uh, and what do you do when that happens with blackjack? You double your bet, and then make, and then play the next hand. That's what I'm kind of doing here. I'm not, you know, doubling my bet, but I'm just gonna do the exact same bet. It didn't hit last time. It deserved to hit. Come on, I'm, I'm owed an over bet in this matchup so give me giants commanders over 39 and a half how about that for analytics hey not not there's 272 games that i bet on not all 272 bets are gonna have be backed by statistics and analytics
every now and then I got to just do one for me. This is this is a bet for me. Giants Commanders over 39 and a half minus 110, which brings me to Monday Night Football. I talked about at the start of the show we were likely going to go with the Packers against the Rams and Survivor if we had survived. Uh, so I will take the Packers minus seven. Um, I don't care that the Rams have covered in two straight games. I don't care that they beat the Raiders last week. The Rams are done. Don't let the Baker Mayfield 98-yard drive convince you otherwise. The Rams often still statistically one of the worst in the NFL. Even last week when they beat the Raiders, they only gained 4.6 yards per play. They only had three points until like five minutes left in the game against the Raiders, who are one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Packers 19th in net yards per play. Still not good. They've actually kind of gotten worse in recent weeks as well um but the rams pass defense is terrible 29th in opponent yards per pass attempt no it actually is aaron donald playing this week uh let me see if i can look that up i i guess i assumed he wasn't i assumed they shut him down for the rest of the season um but i don't have that confirmed uh nothing on google when i look this up sorry should have should have known this let me see what twitter says Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, nothing. I'm going to assume he's not playing, but maybe he is. Even if he does, um, I'm fine here. Uh, the Rams' pass defense has been bad lately. 29th in opponent yards per pass attempt over the last three games. I'll take the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is so arrogant that he still thinks that they can make the playoffs. They'll play hard. Give me Packers minus 7. Minus 115 against the Rams. There you have it. Those are my 16 bets for NFL Week 15. I will recap them. I will give you my five best bets. I'll give you my favorite teaser, and then we'll get out of here. So I got the 49ers, minus 3.5, minus 105 against the Seahawks. I got the Colts, plus 4.5, minus 110 against the Vikings. The Ravens, plus 3, minus 112 against the Browns. The Dolphins, plus 6.5, minus 105 against the Bills. The Saints, minus 3.5, minus 105 against the Falcons. The Bears, plus 9, minus 110 against the Eagles. The Jets, minus 1, minus 105 against the Lions. The Cowboys, Jaguars, over 47.5, minus 109. The Panthers, minus 2, minus 110 against the Steelers. Chiefs, Texans, under 49.5, minus 110. Pa uh, Patriots, minus 105 against the Raiders. Cardinals, plus 126 against the Broncos. Bengals, minus 3.5, minus 105 against the Buccaneers. Titans, Chargers, over 46. Giants, Commanders, over 39.5. Packers, minus 7, minus 115 against the Los Angeles Rams on Monday Night Football. My five best bets. Saints, minus 3.5 against the Falcons. Bears, plus 9 against Eagles. Jets, minus 1 against Lions. Panthers, minus 2 against Steelers. Bengals, minus 3.5 against Buccaneers. And my favorite teaser play is take the uh, the the Cardinals, yeah, that's right, because Cardinals are plus 2.5. I took the money line, but if you want to tease our Cardinals from plus 2.5 up to plus 8.5 against the Broncos, there's no way this Broncos offense is winning by more than 8 points. And then take the Packers down from minus 7 down to minus 1 against the Rams. So Cardinals plus 8.5, Packers minus 1 for my favorite teaser bet. And then uh, for Survivor this week, we don't have a pick because we're eliminated, unfortunately. We were going to go Packers. Uh, that one stings. So there you have it. This is the NFL Week 15 episode of the Bacon Bets Podcast. We are in the final stretch. If you've uh, enjoyed the podcast throughout the season, uh, rate us, review us. Anything you can do to help us out would be much appreciated. I thank you so, so much. Good luck this week. Gamblor, bless. I'll talk to you next week. 
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.